sit, be still, quiet yourself and body and soul. Open yourself up to the world around you and take in your surroundings. Do not pass judgment on them. Do not impose yourself. Just be there. The universe is happy that you came. They have a lot to teach you. Mighty Nice People is a show about just that. People. We are fragile and oftentimes wrong. With that in mind, take our advice with a grain of salt. We're not experts, and we are far from life coaches. Although I do coach CrossFit. If you're hurting, we highly encourage you to contact a qualified professional, not two neurotic sad boys with a pension for pimps. Now with that out of the way, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Mighty Nice People. And welcome to Mighty Nice People, episode two. Uh, Dylan, that was a wonderful bit of prose you just gave there. Oh, I really oh. enjoy, love listening to you and all of your creativity. It's wonderful. Oh, shucks. Oh, ah. oh, oh shucks. Go bother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this week we're doing Looney Tunes voices for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is despicable. Um, I see, I see. <laughs> Speak, boy. Your mouth's open. No words is coming out, boy. <laughs> um, this week, uh, we we were overwhelmed with all the kind words that we've received for last week's episode. Thank you so much for everything. Make sure to definitely share this around with your friends and family. If you got anything positive out of it, um, we sure as hell did. Uh, I I find that talking about this kind of stuff, Dylan, is very therapeutic, very zen. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I mean this in the kindest way possible, but I <laughs> fell asleep quite a few times whilst listening to it. <laughs> Me too. Just I was so <laughs> driving, so that was bad. But I oh, fell yeah, asleep a couple yeah, times on the road. <laughs> full asleep while you're driving. I, yeah. was, uh, I was on the shoulder. I had that rumble strip to bring me back to there reality. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Don't listen to this gravity. podcast while you're driving, that's for sure. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Wrap yourself no. in a nice blanket. Have a cup of Swiss Miss. Right, a Swiss <laughs> Miss. Oh my God, dude, Swiss Miss. I forgot about that stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a generic response to Swiss Miss. Yeah, which... I forgot about that. Yeah, that that's oh, your wow. slogan. I forgot Swiss about miss. that stuff. Swiss Miss. I forgot about that stuff. Oh, does it have freeze dried marshmallows in it? Oh wow, I forgot Swiss about miss. that stuff. It's chocolate. <laughs> Swiss Miss. You'll wish it were candy. <laughs> It's not hot chocolate, it's Swiss Miss. Um anyways, uh since last week <laughs> since last week we've gotten some wonderful questions from uh a couple different people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the, the the one question that spoke to me though is this one question um that I received. Um and and here 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 it is. Um I'm gonna go ahead and uh, uh read it to you, Dylan, if you're ready. I am open. What makes a good listener slash how to be a good listener? Or how how do you be a good listener? Ooh, locking that away. All right. Putting that in the memory banks. Putting it in the in the uh in the uh the old uh I don't have an um receptacle. There you go. Yeah. That's a word. In the in the in the 
accordion folder. Gonna <laughs> save it. The Manila, the Manila file folder. We're gonna put it in the filing cabinet next to under under Q for questions, under G for good. <laughs> You're putting it in two separate. Uh, uh, well, letter. it's subdivided. <laughs> so, each oh, okay. Each <laughs> each yeah. alphabet letter has another alphabet within it mm-hmm. that you can use it's like if it's capitalized or lowercase that's how you know the difference <laughs> lowercase oh, is for okay the, awesome the what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so questions there's there's 26 different letters of uh-huh. description for what yeah, kind yeah. of questions there are uh-huh. there's abysmal <laughs> <laughs> beautiful but this catastrophic one's, this one's under g <laughs> this one's under good <laughs> Okay. A I very, used really a very, good the, words. The best descriptive word <laughs> is generic. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess. Okay. Cool. Let's dive right into it then, Dylan. I. Th- right. I feel like this podcast. This this particular episode might be a little faster paced than last week because last Maybe. week was very. You know, it's uh, it's one of those um. It's one of those shows where you kind of have to get everyone in on the on the premise before you get started i feel oh yeah Um, a pilot establishes (laughs) your world right yeah 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 the parameters Uh, how it all functions um sure let's talk about this then um okay immediately when i think about you know what makes a good listener i think about um i think about kids like me or kids like maybe you growing up being the kind of person who didn't necessarily get the attention they wanted. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I know that I was the kind of person who never felt like people were listening to me. And that's kind of the reason why I got into the whole world of, you know, theater music. Right. Um, I, I wanted to give myself a platform to be able to experience undivided attention because I felt like maybe I didn't, I never found it before, or at least not positive attention, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, well, that's something to, to dive into a little bit, too, is understanding the difference between positive and negative attention. For sure. Um, well, I think it all coincides with listening, too. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, if people aren't listening, that's a lack of attention. That's some negative space. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And if people are listening. Well, to, I guess, I don't know. So I, when I look back, <laughs> as I reach into the annals of history in my mind. Into your file cabinet. Into the file cabinet of dreams. Into the, into the long time tunnel of underneath D, Underneath D. For Dylan and lowercase t for thoughts. And then under uh, double M for my memories. Whoa, there's more? <laughs> well, in my head, yeah. There's <laughs> oh, okay. There's a lot of alphabetized file folders. I'm very organized. It's got to be very confusing <laughs> at some point. Not for me. I go right to it. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Sorry. That's not true. I got lost last week. That's uh, fine. It happens. The library foxes had to find me. <laughs> There's foxes? Yeah, they keep the filing organized. I think I have... Um, I think I have, like, a, a mongoose <laughs> and a fish. And neither are communicating? <laughs> yeah, and the fish has no... There's no water. It's just flapping. <laughs> it's just flapping around. <laughs> and the mongoose is constantly chasing after it. Um, Trying to yeah. catch it with his little paws. I think that's what's going on in my brain. 
that, that's well, who that's who curates my brain library. I don't think you give yourself enough credit. Well, instead of filing cabinets, my brain is a collection of uh, backpacks <laughs> with papers in them. <laughs> Middle school backpacks with uh, papers crammed into them at the end hastily of a, of a period to get to the next class. You can tell which ones you keep going back to because they're all like slightly opened. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all uh, rummaged through. There's there's a 50-50 divide on our listeners and there's 50 percent of them are like <laughs> I that I can't relate to that. That sounds horrible. And the other half is like, "Wow, you really just called me out." They're just like snapping. It's <laughs> like, "Yes, king. Yes, <laughs> yes king. king. That is exactly <laughs> what I what happened to me." You um, dropped this and it's a very sorry, ornate I crown. totally interrupted you. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, that's all right. You're still a good listener. <laughs> uh I, I don't know that I I have always sought validation, but I don't know that I would say that I didn't get attention. I was uh, the firstborn, and until I was three, I was the only child. So I got loads of attention from my parents. And I they, my mom especially, like lived and died by like look at all these fun things my my little my little performer son can do. Look at him, he's. He's every time we say gold, he throws his hands up, and and if we're in a grocery store, he's always reaching for the old people because they like to talk to him. <laughs> um, so, I I have always I don't much anymore, but until I reached probably about twenty three, I would say I probably felt very alone, even around people. Um, I have always felt that I am misunderstood, um, which that would be where I seek to find good listeners and has driven me to being kind is I feel misunderstood. So if I can understand other people, then maybe they'll have an easier time because I know I don't because so, I have a hard time expressing myself. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's who you, Dylan, you have a great way of articulating things that I felt before, but have never voiced. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like um, that is so true of like, Wow. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of speechless in a way like um Yeah, no. Um go ahead. Yeah, keep keep talking on that. I want to hear more. Okay, where did I leave off cuz it it streams out and then <laughs> and then you immediately forget it. That's the difference between how organized my brain is and how accurate my mouth is. Like my mouth my mouth <laughs> is the open sewerage during the black plague and there's oh, yeah. no way of of getting rid of it. My brain, very organized, <laughs> but very aristocratic. So um, it's above. <laughs> I guess what, okay, so you were saying, you, you said that, um, oh my God, um, you were just talking about how, like, um, see, now I'm, now I'm blanking too. <laughs> I think I was, I seek, I have validation. Time, yeah, I seek validation is the, is the thesis to that paragraph right right no i understand that completely of like yeah wow yeah i want to be told and i am often now but i don't receive it that i am understood and valued right being misunderstood okay yeah, yeah. cool it just my adhd is horrible i'll be agreeing okay. with something wholeheartedly and then like someone asked me to repeat what they just said and i'll be like oh uh, but oh, no like absolutely. being misunderstood like oh my god dylan like <laughs> I know that is so true of like trying to relate to people is so mm -hmm. hard for, yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of kids. I think, I think that the idea of being misunderstood maybe is even worse than the feeling of not being listened to. Cause I think yeah. that 
I think that adults and friends, I mean, people in general, I think, listen. I think the issue is that they come at it from a different angle than is intended. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Because, okay. I mean, here's here's the thing. Like, I have... I have definitely been the person to rant to friends and be like, oh my God, yeah. like I'm feeling this, I'm going through this and I'm so upset by it. <laughs> but I've also been the person on the receiving end of that where someone's like, just like, they, they come to me and they're like, hey, I need to tell you all this stuff that I'm going through. And they mm-hmm. just list their, you know, essentially just list their garbage, you know, like they're throwing yeah. it out there. And... I've I've had friends that get incredibly frustrated whenever they're unable to, you know, create a shared understanding with me. Not like yeah. upset, but like, no, you know, that's not what I mean. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh. yeah. And that, there, that, there's that. that matter of, um, I think I think <laughs> it's a great thing that was once said to me um, by friend of the podcast Jones Kolbinski. Hey, hey, um, um, to paraphrase heavily, because it was more so mm-hmm. a conversation we were having. Right. But the conversation was along the lines of like words can only so imperfectly embody what it is you mean mm-hmm. or what you feel. Because language is just a it's an interpretation of these incredibly deep thoughts and feelings yeah. we have. It's an imperfect form of communication. It's imperfect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we rely on things like tone and eye contact. Exactly. And yeah, no, that's language. true. Yeah. That yeah, is we, very important. We try to add all these performative elements to the spoken word to try to better express what our inwards, what our inward person is, is feeling or experiencing. And you're right. So it's oftentimes pretty an imperfect system, but I've spent a lot of my life trying to articulate exactly what my inner person is experiencing. So there is nothing to misunderstand, and that is a very frustrating artistic project. <laughs> is to try and articulate with words um, what it is. The entire 3D shape. So, like, words are 2D and your soul is 3D. Right. And yeah, you're dude. Trying, <laughs> you're trying, yeah. You're trying to, to describe something 3D on a flat surface. And oh, dude. That's a... No, I mean, that... I mean, and that's that right there, man. I mean, that's... That is what being misunderstood is, I feel, is, mm-hmm. like... Um, I've always had a problem with tone yeah. and inflection and volume... Um, being somewhat, <laughs> did well, you get no. shushed in places you oh, were dude. allowed to be loud in? Dude, 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 dude. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, as someone who has who has pretty bad ADHD, um, I've always had problems with tone just because I, uh-huh. I don't feel like I'm being rude or belligerent or whatever um, or sarcastic, but people will think I'm being sarcastic. Um, it, it's frustrating because like I'm also the kind of person where my face doesn't always reflect my voice. Mm. Um, oh yeah, okay, I feel that. Because like I will be very sincere and tell someone like I genuinely like hope you're doing okay or like yeah. you know say something say something pure from the heart and they'll be like oh ha 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 <laughs> or like think I'm like being a jerk or something when the reality is like you know I'm being super sincere they're just misunderstanding like because of my inability to communicate like a normal human being um, <laughs> they're unable to sort of understand what it is I'm saying I think I mean 
you know, and th- th- this is a little bit of a, a, a distance from listening directly, but I think that communication is the first tenet of active listening and okay being able to understand where someone's coming from when they're communicating i know it's it's been a great deal of help to me when i have friends that are able to distinguish my style of communication right and like glean the correct messages from it um just because i i know that new people i've had experiences with like new people in my life where they've been like what are you (laughs) What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to be that way in new groups. So, like, I am always surrounding myself with new people normally. Right. Not in the time of a pandemic, obviously, but... Um, when <laughs> unfortunately. Give, unfortunately, when given the opportunity, I try to socially flit around our whatever circles. Just meeting new people, gathering new experiences, things that fill me with it's my version of adventuring is uh, right so i will sometimes make a weird first impression not a bad one but a weird one because there's an element to me and always has been of like listen you may not get it now but i will never stop trying my hardest to make you like me and it's that over overachieving damn uh, (laughs) it's like i will i will swing at every ball uh i used to make this joke when i first started comedy i was like hey the only comedy rule is swing at every pitch (laughs) swing at every pitch hey there you go man get a lot of line drives every now and then you really hit it out of the park but um for me i think what makes a good listener is coming to a situation uh without an agenda Mm. first yeah um Oh, wow. If someone says, I need to talk to you, it is not easy. I don't do it. If my boss ever says to me, I need to talk to you, the first thing I'm like is, well, let's go ahead and start gathering my office up. I've, I'm clearly These are, I, these are ideals we're talking about. Yeah, here, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <These> <laughs> Ideal are, situations. <laughs> these, but if we can start implementing them, right? Exactly. Like, One bit at a time, dude. Yeah. It's exactly. about improving your... It's a, This show, this show, this life, this world, it's all about improving upon what you've already worked... What you're already working with, man. Yes. Yeah. So, for me, the first thing is to come to it with no agenda. Um, right. We can't always do that. We always want to have agendas. We want to steer things. We like yes. to have control of the rudder. But sometimes the wind, she is powerful. So you Ooh. don't always you don't always get Damn. to steer the boat. <laughs> Damn, um. this this show should just be you doing like folksy pros. metaphors. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, damn, that's what I want to do in comedy, but like I don't get that chance. <laughs> you know, normally. Hey, man, dude. It, you know, it's what you said. Um, really spoke to me about the whole not coming to it with it. I mean, not coming to it with an agenda is so important. Uh, but it's difficult, man. I'll tell you that. I mean, I, I, as someone who, who has been trying in the last few months to sort of implement that into some situations that are going on in my life, like listening to people when you are emotional yourself is the hardest thing in the world, but I cannot deny the payoff that that has had. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, you know, without that again, say that again a little louder for me. I want to hear it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah coming to conversations and listening without being emotional mm-hmm. is hard yeah 
And I, Lord knows I haven't always succeeded at it, but it's always worth it in the end. Yeah. The payoff is far greater than the difficulty Mm -hmm. because man, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations that were way too hard for me. Right. Way too, (laughs) you know, way too difficult, way too, um, daunting. But the second I'm able to remove myself from that and just let the other person speak for a minute yeah. before voicing my before voicing my um opinion man that i mean that changes that changes shit i i just I had a conversation with my therapist the other day about this kind of thing yeah and something that she said was that like you can always get people involved like when you're when you're talking to somebody about something that's you know hard between the two of you you know like not necessarily one person or the other kind of situation um if you're having a discussion with somebody about something that's hard like the the ultimate thing that you have to do is like let them experience their feelings you know know what it is that you want but don't let that change the the momentum of the conversation if you right. if you voice what you want if you voice your opinions and voice the things that you believe but you're not doing it in the context of the conversation you're just letting them be known that in a way i feel like makes makes for a lot more balanced of a conversation that doesn't feel so coercive or forceful if that makes any sense um maybe that's a little too drawn out and convoluted no no i don't find it convoluted i've been trying to just zero in on what you're saying and like really drink it in because if we're gonna talk about what makes a good listener you know you want to practice it too right (laughs) Like in habit, like yeah. If, I if mean, the show's about listening. We should try it too. Yeah. If I need to, to like kind of give the thesis of what I'm saying, I can do that too. Okay. Um, it's not which confusing. is just no, no, no. Um, and I uh, this is for the listener too. Which um, <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I I kind of find myself talking in circles sometimes. Hey, me too. Um, it's it's that effort to make sure you've either not offended everyone or covered all your bases. <laughs> it's but, the, yeah. It's the it's the uh, curse of being <laughs> thorough. Uh, yeah analytical to a fault yeah yeah um the 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 essential thing that i'm trying to say is that when you come to a hard discussion with somebody that both of you are upset about something an argument if you will a discussion Uh if you will about something that has been bothering the both of you it is important not to come to it with your emotions being the center of the conversation your your feelings and your wants should be at the center of the conversation. Both of your feelings and wants should be at the conversation, but your emotions shouldn't cloud your ability to discuss, if that makes any sense. Yes, that actually, I thought I got it, but now I really get it. Yeah. Uh, I, no, you <laughs> I really think, did I think clear maybe, it up. I think maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Because um, yeah. I've had conversations, I've had a, you know, Boy, quarantine wish, has led to a lot of yeah. hard conversations with a lot of different people yeah. in my life. Uh-huh. And having those conversations becomes easier when I'm able to focus on, okay, what is it that we're trying to accomplish? What is it? We're, yeah. The goal we're trying to get here. Why do I have to be so emotional? Why, do, why do I have to look at everything through a lens of this person is making me upset yeah. and instead look yeah. at this of how can we work to get what it is we both want? I wish, <laughs> and we can take this out, but I wish I had had that, in me when the current situation in our world concerning civil rights <laughs> had not right. had popped off when that popped off i wish i had that right um and i wish 
Um, actually, in some respects, I don't. Uh, the bottom line is, to be a good listener, you have to, and we might have, you have to shut the fuck up and let <laughs> let the other person say something because they've been struggling to say it for over 400 years. Exactly, dude. That is um, no. That is that is very and true and very potent, yeah. dude. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't want I don't want to cut that out because okay. I mean, the bottom line is is that's true. We it, 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 for once, <laughs> and like here's the thing, with something like as grand as that, yeah. I feel like, I feel like emotion is a part of it. It you was. Know what I, mean? I, I that's the one part where I would differ with what you said is there are a lot of emotions that can't be ignored because they're a result. I think the the person who needs to leave their emotions out of the conversation is the oppressor. The yeah, the aggressor, the oppressor. Yeah, well, see that's what I'm saying is the aggressor and the oppre- the oppressor I have seen and I'm sure you have too. And then we can move on from this topic cuz it's or or whatever. I I don't care. Uh but well, right. I do. I wouldn't say that. But um <laughs> the aggressor and the oppressor have gotten really good at such pithy statements as facts don't care about your feelings oh my when presenting God, you with lies yeah <laughs> and you know how you notice lies <laughs> by listening exactly to bring it dude. back around if facts, it, facts do uh, facts uh, don't care about your feelings is literally trying to incite violence yeah it's, it's i believe literally... that's trying to incite violence when you say that Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, you're exactly right. And something that the problem with that kind of statement, Dylan, is that it requires you to separate yourself from your humanity in order to see their view of the world. And you want them to get upset when you say that. You're not listening. You came with your talking points. You came to talk people in circles who care about other people. And you just want to be right. Now's not the time to be right. Exactly. Dude, that's that's so true. That's so true. And, and I mean, we're by we, I mean, white people. I'm going to blanket it with like white people. <laughs> Not the time to be right. Time to listen. Exactly. No. And that's exactly what I was about to say, Dylan, is that like it, it, it is disheartening to see how many white people are trying to take control of the conversation right yeah. now. Yeah. When in reality, <laughs> what our role should be in this situation is to listen and help platform those with voices that have been unheard. Yes. Um, be better listeners. Any points that I have put into the public eye about this sort of thing have been things that have been directly said by black figures that I admire or idolize or follow. Yeah, and good. it would be it. <laughs> it's I mean, you know, it, that's not to say like you can't think anything about this. You right. should be thinking about this. No, you should definitely. be emotional. You should be fighting for. For those that have been hurt for so long, yeah, um, I'm just tired of seeing this hypocritical, you know, quote yeah. unquote, voice of reason. When in real- reality, it's like, no, you're trying to make this more palatable for yeah, for white people yeah. to be able to control the conversation, which is bullshit. Just um, for that's example. that's an example of bad listening. Yes, yeah, I will, I will hold my peace on that. I've done quite a bit on that. I think saying any more ventures into a territory where that's all this will be about. <laughs> and <laughs> I, and, and yeah. maybe it should. And if we're wrong, you know what? We've got plenty of time to grow. But I, I don't 
I think that um, I think that a podcast about two yeah. white people talking about Black Lives <laughs> Matter is maybe not something that most people should or want to listen to. Right. Um, you're right. And all I'll say is that we support it. And yes. if you don't, you're not a friend of the podcast. We don't want you listening. Yeah, you can. Um, leave. You can, you can leave. leave very kindly. Give us a you know whatever review yeah. on on uh, on Yelp. Because <laughs> I'm sure Yelp that's where you podcasts. think podcasts come from. <laughs> Man, that's where they spend most of their time, anyways, right? <laughs> well, I, I do feel, oh God, with each of these um, bridge trolls I've had the misfortune of interacting with, I have got the distinct impression that being having the upper hand in a conversation is more important to them than ever truly interacting with another person. <laughs> yeah dude it for sure for sure dude and it's and that look, superiority yeah. it's that superiority complex of like my entire existence is to dominate and yeah. control and i have wrestled with that ugliness too over the past two weeks Amen, dude. as well i should um but i i struggled with that ugliness and i'll probably talk to a qualified health professional about it at some point hey man but, uh, hey th- now's know. the time if ever to <laughs> yeah look into someone who can and and th- actually this brings me to my next point which is that um we kind of touched on it last week of like the mm-hmm. therapizing of your friends um right there's an interesting there's an interesting kind of slippery slope there with friendship of like to find a good listener what does that mean right mm. to find a good listener does that mean that they have to hear all your problems out and adjust or give advice you know um i would argue that friends that friends that you seek guidance from yeah you know um you have to make sure that they're not crossing crossing into the threshold of making choices for you oh yeah um, okay. I, I've always taken the position of like, if I'm talking to a friend about something that's hard for them, um, something they're going through, it's like, listen, I've been through this quote unquote similar situation. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did based on this particular information. What you should do is assess this information. Right. That's the way I approach it. It's like, no, I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. Sometimes I do feel like I know what my friends need to do. You know, right. I'm, I, I'm the kind of person where I'll see someone doing something really dumb and I really just want to be like, hey, cut that person off or hey, don't do that or hey, don't call them. But <laughs> reality is, man, like no one knows what's best for your friends except for your friends. Yeah, and they really don't therapizing your friends is a dangerous thing which is why if someone because one it puts the personal responsibility in and of yourself yeah and you feel hopeless when you can't affect them the right way and two two it's dangerous Mm -hmm. medically dangerous and then three it's like there are health professionals out there which unfortunately there's quite a bit of you know it's not a socialized thing so it's not available for everybody but mental health professionals hotlines things like that are all way more qualified to be able to help your friends in a substantial way to navigate their problems yeah than you are regardless of who you are you know you could be a therapist but there's that personal connection there that you know and in my experience your friends just want somebody to lean on for a little bit they 
They're not exactly. They don't want. They don't want to. They don't want to be told what to do. They just want to be able to tell. They already know what they're going to do. They just have to. At least in my case, they just have to say it a couple thousand more times before they get the courage to do it. Or dude, that's so true. And and my dad, God love him, and I'm sure God does, uh, because I know I do. But my dad, at least in the past five years, I just noticed it. It's been this way my whole life. My dad is a terrible listener um (laughs) my dad is a listen to respond uh type of person if he listening wait waiting waiting to till he can say what he wants to say oh yeah if you'd have been quiet at all he would have jumped all over you he would have jumped on top of whatever you were saying it would have been beautiful there would have been some really poignant pieces of 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 prose within it but it would have next to nothing to do with what you just said not not his not entirely all the time but we have on more than one occasion been like dad we just need you to listen at the moment i don't need you to solve it i need you to say that sucks and hug me or like i'll go talk to mom like that's that's (laughs) yeah dude it's 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 kind of like a god complex thing a little not even in a full sense but like or not even really god complex i i think it's more of like a superiority thing of like yeah i think people have a tendency to think that they know what's best for people oh of course and that's not really their fault. I mean, that's kind of, I don't well, want to be like media teaches you that, but media and religion sort of teaches you that like, right. You can have the answers for people and you <laughs> can tell them what, what's the right thing to do, what the right course of action is. Yeah. Well, and and that's he was dangerous by dog. someone who controlled a community. Um, I won't go into it. You can listen to my other podcasts if you want to hear that. Right, but, right, right. But my dad was raised by someone who led an entire community of people and who, they did come to him to solve their problems. They made him a godhead, sort of like a god emperor of a of a cul-de-sac, essentially. It's so dangerous. It dude. is. It's so dangerous. It is. You get whether you want to be or not, you become this uh, this Xerxes sort of in three hundred, where you've convinced your followers that you don't bleed. You know, somewhat. And dude, oh my god, that's see, that's the danger with authority mm-hmm. in general is that. When you give one person the responsibility for everybody, include like if you control the ideas and emotions yeah. of an entire community of people, mm-hmm. you're just a feeble man. And you're who are a they feeble going to? Human. Who well, are yeah, they going what, to? Who are and who are you going to? to? Yeah. Who are you listening to? Yeah. Who are you following? If yeah, you're the exactly. leader, if there's a leader in this world somewhere, mm-hmm. they better be amplifying the voices of those below them. Otherwise, they're not a fucking leader. A wise leader accepts counsel, I believe the proverb is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, their whole their whole platform should be counsel. Yeah, it ought to be, and it ought to not just be one figurehead. I really hate one figurehead. I really do, because then you're 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 placing an entire identity on one person, and uh, how is that fair? Because that one person cannot contain every face of your of your people it can't it's the same it's the same with friendships dude same with yeah. listening is that you can't go to one person and expect them to give you everything right unless they are medically trained <laughs> to do so which you that also I mean? should be a bias for them too they they probably shouldn't be offering their oh. friends free therapy <laughs> <laughs> they oh no they shouldn't i mean no for sure i mean yeah dude sorry I, that was a tangent we don't, that's <laughs> no, I, I i just wanted to finish up on that one yeah. part of it is like yeah dude I, 
I understand with like the people just refuse mm-hmm. pre- people refusing to listen because they think that their voice is more important to be amplified over right. the uh, the sound of the of the of the problem. People want to drown out problems with solutions, but the answer is you just have to drown out. You can't drown out a problem with a solution. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to allow the problem to breathe so they can find their own solution. I had a mentor tell me that's, and this will make another point to how to be a better listener. Sometimes you have to sit in it. Sometimes you have to stand beside someone going through it and sit with them in it. And that is the only way to listen or move forward is to take a moment and just let it suck. At some point, dude, yeah, stop man. letting things suck because it's a lot more comfortable to just have things be comfortable, right? Like, right, it's so much easier if you have the privilege to ignore what's going on around you than to engage with your fellow man. And sit alongside them in their suffering, especially your friends. It is yes. so much easier to sit on your high horse from however far away you are from your friends than it is to still yourself, put aside all pretense, and just say, but but like, but like, really, though, how are you? you know, that's so much Dude, more difficult. Dude, yeah, man. It's, no, it's, it's so true. It's, um, it, it's the difference between a king... Throwing down scraps of bread. <laughs> it's the difference between that and then a king putting his crown down and sitting with the peasants. Yeah. You know, it's it's the difference of like, and that's not to equate a struggling friend to a peasant. It's more <laughs> so just like allow yourself that fall because they're in the dark too. I, I dude, I, I relate to that so deeply. I, I, without going into detail too much, I've had friends that have, um, or have friends that have gone through some incredibly dark times, mm-hmm. um, scary dark times, yeah. you know. Um, and I've had nights where I had to be, I just had to be with them because, not because they needed someone to fix their problem and fix their mental health or anything like that. They just needed someone to make sure that they were okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the least productive thing to do when someone's going through it is try to talk them out of it or talk or try to talk them through it. Yeah. That's the least productive thing to do. I mean, I I won't say that it's the same for everybody, but I've, I've had a lot of experience with it. And usually the best thing to do is just allow them to feel and think and, you know, reassure where it's needed, be there for them where it's needed, give advice where they ask for it. Yeah. But you'll know, they'll say, what do you think I should do? Exactly, dude. Yeah. If someone wants your words, if someone wants your solutions, they're gonna ask, and yeah. they're gonna they're gonna present <laughs> present a place for you to talk. But you have to think that like you're not a savior. No, no one's a savior. No one should view themselves as a savior. I know. I thought I would be for a long time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because of how many people around me were hurting, man. I thought that I would be their savior. That I could help them. That I could make them feel better. But sometimes there is nobility in accepting that you can't help. Right. Right. And that sometimes the best thing to do is just open your ears, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I've been a lot more thankful for friends that just listen to what I'm going through and and provide me some sort of comfort. Mm -hmm. I have a lot more more love for those kinds of people 
than people that were telling me, oh, you're doing all this wrong. You're doing all this wrong. You should instead do this. Right. Because it's like, dog, like, I can I can only go so far down your line of thinking before it doesn't work anymore. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I Sorry, I didn't mean to ramble no, too much on that, but no, no, that's ramble. something that that's something that I think about a lot because listening is such an important part of my life, dude. You know, yeah. Um, I kind of grew up in a house where, you know, my my parents are loving, wonderful people, um, and something that is really great about them is that we we usually are open about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, at least me and my mom. My dad's a very busy dude and has a hard time sometimes, uh, you know, opening up, opening up or slowing down. Yeah. Um, well, that's but that's not because it's not a it's not like a. I, I don't think it's a shortcoming of his. I think it's just a survival tactic. He's a hard worker. You know. What yeah. I mean? uh, well, um, and we're, you know, <laughs> part of the problem, and we'll get to stuff like this at some point, I'm sure. But like, programmed. At least most, God, this is hard because I don't know how to say it. Most men or male identifying when you're younger are taught that a man is only as worth as much as he can produce. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. No, that's. Our our fathers, very hard workers. They have placed their entire, all their eggs in that basket and they're hoping on their deathbed they'll finally discover that worth that they've been looking for their whole lives from how much they can produce. And I know that because my dad experienced that losing his business. My dad is a nice person and he thought he's never noticed how his kindness truly provided worth to the community, how his taking care of homeless people and, and giving every day to somebody didn't matter who it was. He was given something, but he'll never notice that. All he'll notice is that he failed in a business and that he has to work now. I probably won't get to retire. That's all he'll ever see of his worth. Yeah, man. And that's, it's a shame that so so much of our, our current world's, you know, structure of men is it's Mm -hmm. men are not determined by their greatest features. No, They are defined by their own failures but almost self-defined by that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um Mm -hmm. which it's unfortunate because you know like there are people that deserve to be defined by their failures you know people that you know racist people deserve to be defined by that sort of thing you know um that's your legacy absolutely i think more so what i mean is like people that allow their shortcomings as a as a person to be the static there be their static existence if that makes any sense of like mm-hmm. you know um I, I, I just to give an example is like i i remember i've talked to my dad and and i've talked to many people you know that are older men pe- mm-hmm. men that are just you know older than you or i yeah and when you engage in their feelings and <laughs> ask them what they think or feel yeah it's like they they almost look at you like you're weird or something's yeah. wrong with you because it's like why would you wonder about how i feel or how i'm you know how my emotions are doing i don't have those i don't do those you know what my dad told me when i had this exact conversation what do they matter he said, damn what dude. do they I matter mean, 
well it's i think i think the idea is that like with men it's like oh you know it's <laughs> i guess for some reason yeah it's uh it's like feminine or i guess you know some people would consider it gay to <laughs> to have you know to to be fragile because you have to be yeah. in the, in the world of hard labor and the free market you have to be steadfast and angry right. and you know vengeful and <laughs> it just it's so weird because so many men's hearts aren't aligned in that no. belief i don't think i know my dad's not like that no. my dad is one of the most pure of heart people i've ever met but he won't you know i've seen him cry four or five times in my whole life mm -hmm. and they were almost always related to deaths in the family yeah and even then it was like uh it's okay i'm fine it's like man why don't we why don't we allow our men to feel and like and here's the thing there's there's men that will listen to something like this and say oh yeah it's the big bad women that are making us do that <laughs> no, it's no it's not, not it's us yeah we are doing it to ourselves it we are breeding generations of men that believe that there's this there's this unspoken rule about how to be masculine and we enforce that and yeah. put that into our kids minds i was put, it was put in my it. minds we dude there's books about it there's an entire political ideology based around it yeah yeah like alt-right conservatism is like men's feelings your feelings don't matter what matters is that you know the west or something yeah. <laughs> like Pre yeah preserve preserve the past keep it yeah the way or it always has been or like how much you ejaculate yeah, yeah, changes yeah, yeah. how powerful you are it's like dog you are attributing this to stuff that's a lot more obscure and not as relevant as like i don't know how easy it is to express yourself to people you care about and i gotta tell you pat the older i get the harder it's getting to express myself it takes moments like these where i can dig into my feelings and express i'm telling you i made the decision like if that's what it meant to be a man then i wasn't gonna be one like i just decided like a year or two Dude, ago that's something uh, that brought me to my realization of my gender right and the way i present it it's like the idea of the i mean we will get into gender a lot sure. more yeah, oh yeah for on. sure um but the idea of like a binary insists upon roles that define the two yeah it begs it begs the classification of the two through hard strictures and guidelines yeah and when people don't fit those whether they're masculine or feminine presenting or mm -hmm. otherwise yeah, yeah, yeah there's a great deal of dysphoria that comes with that mm -hmm. and that destroys people's minds and it causes them to lash out cause them to be <laughs> aggressive to right. make scapegoats of their own issues yeah we have bred the the angry and assertive and violent man through hundreds of years of just not allowing ourselves to listen to our own feelings. Right. And that's, that, sorry, that's something that I, I think about daily is how much we don't, we're not allowed. People are just not allowed to listen to their own feelings. I'll be honest. I put it off a lot because I don't, Oh man, I don't want to deal with it. Uh, because, Oh, I'm upset. Oh, uh, it's okay. You can be upset. Thank you. Um, 
I know that as I deal with it more, there is no, I feel like I'm going to lose so much in my family. Um, and I don't, and I don't want to deal with it because I, I don't have to like, you know what I mean? I do, but like, it's, yeah, it's a lot no, easier to just not, um, that's why like I don't enforce any pronoun shit on anybody because I don't care what you call me I really don't that's never it's not going to be an issue for me what you call me because that is I know what people are going to think by looking at me and that's fine really it's getting to the point where it is fine like I know god I don't know why I'm so well we can probably dig into that yeah, man. At some point. It's just... You know, I, I grew up just wanting nor- normalcy in a lot of ways. Yeah, man. And people listen to me, you know, for the most part. But they really only listened when I was being uh, presentational and loud and, and demanding they pay attention to me. Uh, people didn't take me seriously for a long time. And uh, I kept a lot of like really dark stuff from my f- family and my friends. I only told like one person because they said they felt the same way. And we, we designed whole worlds around that idea. And they accepted me and we were best friends for a long time. It's um, it's scary to think how much we forego our own yeah. fears and emotions for the sake of status quo. Yeah. Um, and interpreting that as kindness. To put right. it on brand. <laughs> <laughs> you interpret your own downfall as kindness. Yeah. Wow. That's um. Yeah, don't I I. I relate to what you're saying very heavily. Um, I've done a lot of thinking about this kind of thing where it's so easy to just <laughs> put your own feelings on the back burner because you think you can handle it. Yeah. You know, like, I've got it. I've done it before. I can do it again. Yeah. Of like, nah, man, it's easier just to not voice who I am, not to voice what it is I'm going through because these people that I'm talking to, they can't deal with what it is that I'm going through because they don't want to. They would rather have it easy. They'd rather have it comfortable. And, you know, here's the bottom line is like, man, sometimes friends can't handle it. Sometimes they can't handle what it is you're going through. Right. But if friends aren't willing to allow you to voice what it is, even if you're not asking them for anything in return, then you have to reassess what it is their role is in your life. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean... Without without allowing them to be your problem solver, you know, you have to be able to open up. Yeah. Um, I think that that's something that like people take for people take for granted is the ability to truly open up to somebody mm-hmm. and just say, hey, like this is the truth about me. This is who I am. This is what I feel. Yeah. And the euphoric feeling that comes 
when they see every ugly, disgusting bit of you <sighs> and they say, I, I see, I see what is ugly. I see what is gross. I see what is broken and I'm willing to accept it. Um, that's what, uh, people yeah. glorify the idea. Sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. you. I just, I was going to say no, something that I think that it. you would Please appreciate do. is like, um, people glorify the idea of a God yeah. or a Christ or a savior that accepts us for what broken thing we are. I was just going to say that. <laughs> in, rea- in reality, that's in all of us. Right. We can be that for somebody. I, I remember one time I was talking to a friend and I won't give names. I, I, I'm the kind of person where I don't really like giving names just because <laughs> I know that my friends will know I'm talking about them. Um, right. I had a friend that, um, was dealing with some gender and sexuality issues mm-hmm. and they came to me and they, 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 um, assigned male at birth. And at the time they identified as male or were presenting as male yeah. to the world and um they basically were just telling me that um you know they feel like everyone around them saw them as this um harlequin of of like don't worry he's going to be fine mm-hmm. he doesn't <laughs> you know he he's he's the fun one he's the happy right. one Let's not listen to what he has to say. Let's allow him to figure it out on his own because he's the happy one. He helps us. So why would we not help him? Yeah. And that sort of thing is really destructive to people when you believe that like you have to be invulnerable Mm -hmm. in order to allow people to be vulnerable to you. Um, That's so destructive. We are destroying. We are destroying emotional young people because they are taught that simply because they are emotionally intelligent that they, they must be therapists for everybody else oh right yeah it's where the idea of like a mom friend i hate that idea because it's like <laughs> you're t- you're making your mom friend the you know this vessel of comfort when they're never provided that same yeah you know who's um, their mom Who's their Who's mom? Their yeah, mom. exactly. It's the it's the problem. Who does mom right friend's mom is? <laughs> <laughs> Who's mom friend's mommy? Who's mom um, friend's mommy's friend? Mom, friend. Well, and that's where we get back to the whole question of like, what? How does authority function when like? How do you put your trust all in one person, mm-hmm. who is feeble and as broken as you are when it comes down to it? Yeah, masks off, buddy. We know you're just as frail as we are. Everyone, I, I think I think my answer to this question is how do you find someone who is a good listener, or rather, how to be a good listener? Because I think that you can look for this trait in other people. Mm-hmm. Is they recognize their own fragility and I like that. are willing and able to accept yours. Yeah, um, there has to be a self awareness. Yes. Um, in listening and people that don't, I, I think there's this egotistical sort of narcissistic sect of empathetic people. <laughs> and I, I used to be, and still am in some ways, that kind of person of right. like, I have this perfect scheme in my head of <laughs> what is emotionally stable and good. So I'm going to just keep 
talking over you till you start getting some of my wonderful ideas. And it's like, (laughs) damn, dude, like you need to really realize. And I still am like even doing this podcast. I'm like, damn, like, why am I? What made me think that I was qualified to do this? But then I remember that, like, Dylan, what you and I have together in this podcast Mm -hmm. is we're not giving authoritative answers to people we're explaining we're doing exactly what it is that a listener should do and that is we're sharing our experiences our perspectives and we're allowing people to maybe hear what they were saying another thing that i thought of earlier dylan is without talking too long on the same thing um and i kind of wanted to get your okay um idea on this you said something really great about um earlier about um allowing people to just talk yeah. Um, a great way to become a good listener is is seeing the amount of it, 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 we see it in the podcast too just you and me talking seeing the amount of breakthroughs that a person can have mm-hmm. from their own dialogue right yeah listening to yourself uh, yeah being a good listener you have to start listening to yourself too like you you have to be able to interpret and extrapolate all the data you're receiving from your heart and from your soul and from your brain because there are three different pathways. I guess that would be those uh, the id, the ego, and the superego, I guess, to some extent. If you want to put it in those terms, I wouldn't because I don't understand them, so I won't. But I do understand what I'm talking about when I say the brain, when I say the heart, and when I say the soul. The soul is the crux of the matter. The soul is what's really being felt. The heart is the surface emotion that is being driven by the soul. And the brain is the rationale, what's trying to keep you alive the longest. And if you can learn to interpret between those three input channels and know yourself, which you mentioned earlier, knowing yourself, if you can begin to understand yourself, I, I know for me, the more I understand about myself, the less I feel the need to impose me on somebody else uh, when they're talking. When they're talking, I already know who I am to some extent, or even knowing yourself a fraction, and you sit back and you let the other person talk through that. They're doing the same thing you are, Right and you don't want to get in the way of their growth. So listening to them is actually maybe the like the most helpful thing you could do. Like uh, knowing yourself is a big part of being a good listener. It's so you don't feel the need to fill every void with 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 babble, you know. A lot of it I think also is projection. Yeah, of your own your own God, I'm so mind bad exploration. About that. Oh. Dude, hey, no, I mean it, it happens cuz I mean, mm-hmm. listen, stream of consciousness is great because you can catch your your own little truths, your little nuggets of truth right. in everything that you say. Um and th- so so talking to people is like great. Listening is the hard part because I know that there's time. I mean, Dylan, I mean, even when we're recording, like you'll say things that I'm just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> why didn't I voice that before? And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also blah, 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 blah. And like in reality, like sometimes like just listening, I'll get even more doing that than. Yeah. Um, There was one thing I was going to say that I cannot remember <laughs> what it was. And I, for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was. And it was very, it was a very good point that I had in my head. <laughs> 
and now it's not in my head anymore. That's okay. We're, we'll, the bad we'll reviews for this show are going to include such hits as "These two love sucking their own dicks." <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, one of the 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 next one's going to be "These two have ADHD," and there's no doubt about that. When they're not busy chasing squirrels, this show is highly listenable. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a uh, it's psycho it's a it very much is a stream of consciousness yeah. i think um, it's very um like you said in the first one psychedelic or yeah it's a, a it's um no it is it's a it's a, almost like a mindfulness meditation mm-hmm. where you follow every thought to the end of its yeah use and then you jump to, to the next other one and letting each other get to their natural conclusions most of the time if if we don't tangent, off of it. Uh. <laughs> we, we we I will say that neither of us have been too tangential since we started. I know we've only got about That's two true. hours of content available, but we haven't. Um, <laughs> That's true. If we threw a third person, I'd be I'd be I'd be I would think that it would get a little more tangential. I think that that's the natural next step for this show is having a, a <laughs> yeah. third guest on. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I think that would be, I think that would be a lovely thing to have. Sure. Um, yeah. Throw a rock in the pool, you know, see what throw a rock in the pool. Um, message us on, or email us if you want to get on the pod, baby. Yeah. Uh, let us I do have some people I'd love to get on mm-hmm. Dylan. I, um, some of our friends, some of our mutual friends, yeah. um, my brother is someone I want to get on. Oh, you have um, a brother. I do have a brother and he is, um, he's the kind of person that, uh, like you and I have very critical thoughts about (laughs) morality and what's good and why we do what's good and, you know, fragility and things like that. So yeah. Um, um, let's see, is there anything else we want to talk about here, Dylan? I I feel like we got a lot covered. Me too. Um, Uh, if you want, I can give you that email. Yeah, go ahead and uh, so plug the share. email right quick. Hey, if you want to ask us a question and have us uh, dissect it until all that's left is dust, email us at mightynicemail at gmail.com. I love it. Uh, I love that email so much. I wanted to call it, that's a mighty nice email you got there, but that's like way too long. <laughs> too many. No one's going to spell it right. God, they would. <laughs> mighty nice uh, emails. It's M-I-G-H-T-Y-N-I-C-E. And it's, it's singular email. Email. There's one email. At yeah. gmail.com. Yeah. It's spelled just like the words. If you take people out of the title <laughs> and you put email in there, you've got it in one. Cool. Uh, and I think we'll have it in the description too. Oh God, I um, hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, guys, um, make sure to send any broad questions you have. You can send mm-hmm. more than one. We, we're going to pretty much look through all of them because we don't have a huge listener base right now. No. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll be able to look at literally everything you send us. Uh, so be very <laughs> – right. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, um, God, we're going to get so We're going to get some scary stuff. Um, <laughs> please, but no, we will be looking open, at all your no questions. buttholes, please. Yeah, the if we could keep buttholes to a minimum and questions to a max, that would be great. Jones, I'm um, looking at you. No buttholes. Jo- yeah. Jones Kolbinski. We need to get Jones on the He's podcast. He's so sometime. nice. He genuinely See is very he kind. About this. Uh, very kind and very caring person. And like we were talking about, a good listener. Um, yes, he is. Uh, so yeah, guys, that is it for this pod. This this episode of the pod. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess we should. We need to come up with some way of signing off, Dylan. Um, um, do you guys, hey Dylan. You just, yeah. T- what? <laughs> what? Uh, you're mighty nice, my friend. 
Hey, hey, Pat. Yeah. You're mighty nice, pal. Hey, everybody. You're mighty, You're mighty nice. nice. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, oh, okay, hold on. If that sticks, be, uh, if that hold sticks. On, hold on, hold on. I got one. Uh, be mighty nice to each other. In the meantime, till we come back. Wait, try it again. Till we come back. <laughs> be, Until next time. Be, be mighty, mighty nice, nice to, to each other. other. Yeah, at the same time. All right. Until All right. next time. Until next time. Be mighty, be mighty nice, nice to each other. To each other. <laughs> this is hard. We're doing, Why are you over, doing it over Zoom. Oh, I'll I'll sync it up. It'll sound. Make it make more it'll sense. sound crisp. It'll sound delicious. Bye, you guys. Bye. <laughs>